generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Matthew 14. Go there real quick. Matthew 14. I'm not going to be reading the full passage uh, like I did in the first service. But I'll, I'll cite the story. So basically, Jesus had constrained them to go in a boat and go to the other side. They had gone to the other side. And as they went to the other side, the word says that Jesus began to walk on water by 3 a.m. And I want to listen to the first service message so he can grasp more of the juice or the juice. Talk about it's good to see you this morning. I was going to message you if I didn't see you this morning. So we'll see you after service, right? It's very good to see you. Yeah, um, so Jesus is walking by 3 a.m. And I explained the first service that the word is able to walk even when the times are dark. Because by 3 a.m., the living word was still making progress. You will make progress even in dark times. You will not stay stuck because of the pervading circumstances of your generation in the name of Jesus. So the word was walking and they see Jesus, they saw Jesus walking verse 26 they were afraid they called him a ghost verse 27 jesus says be of good cheer it is i do not be afraid peter said to him if it's you tell me to come verse 29 jesus said come and peter came out of the boat when he had come out of the boat he walked on the water to go to jesus this year 2021 you will walk on impossible circumstances and you will not drown the word was not strong enough to drown, sorry, the water was not strong enough to drown the word that created it. In the beginning was the word, the word created all things. Because you are latched onto the word of God, circumstances will not drown you. Situations will not drown you. Is something drowning your amen already? <laughs> Verse 30. So he was walking in water. But when he came to Jesus, rather, but when he saw, verse 30, that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Verse 30, immediately Jesus stretched out his hand. The hand of God is reaching out to you this morning. Because God is stretching his hands to you, you will not end up on the stretcher. Because God is stretching his hands to you. You will not end up on a stretcher. Cut him. Said, oh, you have little faith. Why did you down? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. Somebody say the word is working. Say the word is working in my life. So last week we established a case for faith and we said that hope is not all you need for change. And that it's good for you to keep hope alive. It's important for you to remain hopeful. We prayed and we, we looked at Romans 15 verse 13 where Paul says, May the God of all hope fill you with all peace and joy in believing that you may abound in hope by the Holy Spirit. So God never wants you to give up hope 
and no situation is hopeless as God is involved as long as God is involved body does not matter that now Sarah is 90 if God says she's going to have a baby she will have that baby it does not matter that now they have gorged out the eyes of Samson if Samson can still have hope and cry out to God God will still use him in his blindness to rot more victories for his people in his death than he did in his life as long as there is hope if Lazarus has been dead for days he can come out of the grave as long as there is hope somebody here who's been squatting for the last three years trying to save up money but every time you put money for your own accommodation something comes up from the family some kind of desperate health situation or circumstances shows up as long as there is hope I prophesy that before March you will move into your own accommodation for somebody who needs a new laptop, my God, am I preaching to myself? The Lord Himself is going to make that happen as long as there is, as long as there is hope. God will turn the situation around. But we established that case and said the challenge is most human beings vacillate and oscillate only in hope. And that hope is not the only thing you need for transformation. The Bible does not say by hope. We understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. The Bible says we, by faith we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. Therefore, hope may be a starting point, but hope never finishes. That's why Jesus is called the author and the finisher of our faith, not the author and the finisher of our hope. He's the author and the finisher of our faith, which means that it's my responsibility to graduate from hope to faith. And it's the word of God that turns my hope to faith. The words of men can give me hope. The testimonies of men can give me hope. The encouragement of my forebears, my mentors, my leaders can give me hope. But it's the word of God in their mouth, or the word of God in the times of meditation and devotion that translates my hope to faith. Please, I'm going to nudge your neighbor and say, move from hope to faith. Some of you didn't say with energy, with devotion, with attention, with insistence, with passion, with conviction. Move from hope to faith. And what makes the difference is the word of God. So in the first service, we looked at two of the seven things I'm sharing with you today. And the first thing we said is that you must hear the word. It's important for you to hear the word of God. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. How does faith come? Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we looked at that. You must hear the word of God. We talked about net, no extra time. What it means is whilst you're doing things you normally do, hear the word. Whilst you're having a shower, put your phone speaker, go to soundcloud.com slash kingsconnected, listen to this message again. Or another message from the Rolodex again. Listen over and over and over again. Glory to the most high God. It is okay for you to listen to other anointed teachers and preachers, but your staple diet is connected to your local assembly. God does not put your regular regular diet in your neighbor's kitchen that's not how it works and if you're always going to your neighbor's kitchen to eat you put your chef or your parents in question isn't that so come on isn't that so imagine you, you let me get a big graphic now imagine that you have a baby like some of you are gonna have in the next one year some of you have twins and triplets hallelujah somebody say amen so you have a baby, but instead of the baby latching onto your mammary glands, the baby is always latching onto somebody else's mammary glands. Huh? 
Talk to me, somebody. Some of you don't know what the mammary glands are. They are divine gifts to sustain the human race. Hallelujah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, so it's okay for you to listen to other voices. But it's not okay for you to listen to those voices beyond the voice of the pastor God has placed in your life. Except you've reached a point of conviction where you know that God wants to change the pastoral oversight in your life. And when that time comes, it is honorable for you to do that in conversation with your pastor. Are you understanding this now? Right. So that's part of how people fracture things and fracture relationships and destinies by hopping from people's kitchen to kitchen. Because your assignment is not only connected, watch this, to teaching. It is connected to pastoring. There's a difference between teaching and pastoring. You can have a great teacher who's not your pastor. <laughs> let, me tell, let me explain something to you. David sang a lot of psalms, wrote the long of revelations, but he didn't have a pastor. So he fornicated until God raised Nathan to pastor. Are you understanding? There's a difference between revelation and maturation revelation is a key ingredient for maturation but accountability is a greater ingredient for maturation and that comes through pastoring or fellowship or oversight or leadership are you getting this now all right so keep that in mind number two we said you must read the word that it's not just enough for you to hear the word you need to read the word and we look to jesus saying that you must have you not read? He said in Matthew 12 verse 3. Have you not read? Paul said to Timothy, 1 Timothy 4 13. Till I come give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Colossians 3 16 says, let the word of God dwell richly in you. Let the word, somebody said, let the word of God dwell richly in you. I'll explain what that means. How many of you have tried to make uh, ogi before? Ogi, pap, akamo. You've made that before? Now, you know there's a way you can put the actual ogi or akamo in the, in the pot of water, but it's not rich. So it's a little light. It looks milky, right? Milky. And then when you pour it, it's like water. How many of you went to boarding house where they gave you beans, but the beans was like water with seeds inside? Anybody went to those kind of schools? <laughs> right? Now you could literally drink the beans. Omiwa. <laughs> There was, there was more omi than the ewa. Right? So that's not rich. It's not a rich food. And that's how some of us, the concentration of the word in your life is watery. It is light. I'm not really hungry. Something light. Right? <laughs> You're telling God. <laughs> something light. I want something light. Everything about your study life is light. Light prayers. Right, light meditation, light devotion, and you like light-skinned girls. Just very light. That's what Paul is saying. He's saying, don't have it in light format. Let the word of God do what? Dwell where? In you how? Richly. Richly. So what do you do when you have that kind of light uh, pap? What do you do? Do you increase the constituent of the water or do you increase the constituent of the pap? 
the pap. So you put more pap in it. You put more beans in it. You put more Gary in it. Whatever the substance is, you increase that. So for some of us, the reason the concentration of the word in our, in our lives is light is that we hear it only on Sundays. So you want to schedule it. Say Tuesday, I'm going to listen to a message. Thursday, I'm going to listen to a message. If you want to see the difference in your life. Let me ask you, how many of you have gone to like those Amala joints or Amola joints? or Eba joints, pound of the M joints. If you go there today, and then the Amala is very light, very light and strange, like the Begiri is very light, are you likely to go back there again next week? Why? Because it's not serving its purpose. So it's possible for you to have some dimensions of the word of God, but it's not manifesting its full capacities and possibilities in your life. So you must increase the quotient of the word. How do you increase the quotient of the word? Number one, you can increase the frequency of consumption. Write that down. The frequency of consumption. How often you hear it, how often you read it. You can increase the frequency. Number two, you can increase the intensity. The intensity of your connection to it. In other words, instead of having just a casual attitude that is limited and limiting, you are passionate about the word. You grab it with attention. Just like we're teaching now, you're taking notes, your eyes are popping, you're responding. The intention. Number three, you can increase your concentration. Your concentration. So that even though you're reading for 15 minutes, you are actually reading for 15 minutes. You're not reading for five minutes and then checking TikTok after five minutes and Instagram after three minutes then you're using the word to catch crews and then you turn the Bible into a pillow and say ah this one is not a stone but father this word is my rock right the concentration the concentration the concentration number four the sacrifice you make in other words you can say to yourself before I eat a meal I must read a verse before I, read, I eat a meal, I must read a verse. So after I eat a meal, so those are four dimensions. Number one, what's the first thing I said? Can you increase the volume of your voice first? Shout it louder, those at the back. The frequency of consumption. Number two. The intensity. Number three. Concentrate more on it. We're living a very distracted generation. So many things flying here than ever. But concentrate on the word. And number four, the sacrifices. Do you know that many of us we know about prayer vigils, but have when last did you do a Bible study vigil? Many of us think the midnight is only for prayers. You can study at night. Are you getting this now? You can have a declaration vigil. You can have a meditation vigil. The problem with that is you want to be sure that you're not sleeping so that you're actually reading the word and it's not just the word reading you glory to God so number three points those four points are sub points under number two point number three points meditate on the word meditate on the word so hear the word read the word meditate on the word what does it mean to meditate on the word it means to contemplate the word to think deeply on the word to reflect on the word. To pay consistent attention and devotion to the word. Musing over the word. Rolling over the word in your mind. You know, some people say that when you eat 
a, a swallow, like eba or pounded yam or amala or something like that. They are not supposed to chew it. Have you heard that before? You're supposed to just swallow it. Just swallow it, right? I don't know where that theory is from, but yeah, that's what it says. That's why it's called swallow. Swallow, <laughs> right? But then if you want to eat meat, for you to really enjoy the meat, you don't just swallow, what do you do? You chew on it, right? Now, when a child, a baby believer, is sucking uh, the mother's mammary glands, does the baby believer, rather the baby, the literal baby, does it swallow or chew? It swallows the milk, right? Now, the Bible says we should move from milk to what? To meat. So if you're going to make the most of strong meat, do you swallow or chew? That means the maturity means you understand that the word of God is not just for reading, it's for meditation. Meditation is chewing on the word. Meditation, watch this, is also the art of spiritual digestion. It is not the food you eat that changes your life. It is the nutrients you absorb that change your life. Now for your body to absorb the nutrients, you don't just swallow it. Your body has to digest it. So watch this. Reading the word is spiritual ingestion. Meditating on the word is spiritual digestion. Somebody say ingestion. Say digestion. Was ingestion to take it in? Was digestion to absorb it within? This is the reason somebody can quote so much of the word, but the person's life does not reflect it. Why? Because they ingested, but they did not digest. Your days of indigestion are over. I love that energy in the amen. How many of you know there's such a thing as indigestion? That you eat something but your stomach is not absorbing, not digesting it. You're actually vomiting it. There are people who have vomiting issues. And you know many times when you vomit in the natural, it means that there's hormonal imbalance or some kind of illness. So sometimes God speaks to you. Listen, the fact that the food is coming out of you does not mean you've digested it. So there are people who are preaching but their preaching is vomit. Because they've not absorbed the elements and the nutrients of what they are trying to teach you. It is not your life to them. Oh, Mahasaya. So it's not an internally absorbed truth that transforms them. It's an internally contained truth that they are looking to reproduce. I pray for you in here. You will stop vomiting the word of God. You will not be vomiting prophecy. You see, for some people, when you're declaring those prophecies, you're actually vomiting because you've not meditated. The missing link is meditation. Why? Because meditation is your medication. That's the drug. That's the medicine. So in Joshua chapter 1 verse 18, sorry, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, many of us know that media, can you help us? Is that this book of the law shall not depart where? from your mouth but what are you gonna do meditate in it how day and night that you may observe to do what all that's written in other words 
the missing link between hearing and doing is what? Meditation. So let me tell you what it means. If you are not meditating, you have not graduated to doing. You are still pretending to be doing. It means you are taking actions based on supervision or regulation. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Because if you know the truth, what does the Bible say about knowing the truth? It will set you free. It means if you are not free, you don't yet know it. Ah, yeah. If you are not yet financially free, you don't know the truth about God's provision plan. If you're not yet healed or operating in the conviction that your healing will manifest, you don't yet know the truth. It does not mean that God has forgotten you. It means you need to realign with the process. Somebody shall meditate. And please don't sit in the corner and say, I've heard this before. The question is not, have you heard it before? The question is, are you absorbing it now? When they serve you, your hot steaming, piping hot jollof fries this afternoon, do you say, I've eaten it before? Do you eat it again? Yes, because there are new nutrients you need in the now from it. So I've heard it before is a sign of spiritual arrogance. And the Bible says God resists the proud. So every time you say I've heard it before, what you're saying is God resists me. I'm not ready for the new dimension of what you told me before. Somebody say meditate. Say medicate and say meditate. Meditation is the missing link for many people. So God has said enlargement. Meditation turns that enlargement into prophetic pictures and blueprints. So without meditation, what you have is the written word. Meditation, the first thing he said, he said the book of the law shall not depart where? Out of your Mouth. So an active process in meditation is that your mouth is speaking just as God's mouth spoke it. Oh, yes. So we're going to get practical. So in the course of the week, I posted some scriptures, some passages. How many of you remember that? In the general group, if you're not on the general WhatsApp group, you need to be a part of so you can get updates and be in sync. How many of you remember I posted some, some passages? Now, raise your hand, everybody. Raise your hand. How many of you used them? I'm not going to condemn you. I just want to show you why things don't seem to work. No, no, let's do it again. How many of you saw the Bible passages I posted? Raise, raise it. I'm not, I promise I'm not condemning. I just want to show you why we do the same thing and nothing changes because we do the same thing. Raise your hand if you saw the Bible. How many of you used them even for one day or two days? All right, great. How many of you used them for three days? How many of you wrote some of them or memorized some of them? Almost nobody. Do you see it now? Talk to me. Do you see it now? Don't be ashamed. Of, actually, be ashamed of yourself, but get over the shame. Get over the shame. Do, but do you see the point I'm making? If you didn't memorize, at least you can respond. Do you see the point I'm making? Nothing is going to change until you engage the principles a car does not drive itself even when cars will drive themselves in a few years somebody needs to program the destination isn't that so so God does not say the book of the law has promises and your will will prosper no he said it shall not do what 
Look at the screen. It shall not. From whose mouth? From your pastor's mouth? Whose mouth? Who's making your way prosperous? So your prosperity depends on you. Oh, Nigeria is bad. Listen, if you don't know how to engage the word in Nigeria, don't expect much from Canada. Whatever you will get in Canada or Germany will be what Canada can deliver to you, not what you have gotten by the word. Except you learn to engage the word here, you will not receive what the word can produce there. You will receive what the system has produced. Come on, some, who am I talking to? How do I know? The word produced for Israel in the desert. Therefore, when they got to the promised land, the word still produced for them. But there's a generation ignoring God's word in the desert and hoping when they get into the promised land, the word will work for them. If you don't put the word to use in your single life, don't expect the word to work for you in your marriage. Ah, I tell you, I promise you, when I marry my husband, two of us will pray our warriors. We will burn the world with the fire of God. There's a fire inside me. No, there's a flicker inside you. Don't expect the flicker of singleness to become fire in marriage. If you don't have a prayer life, don't expect your partner to ginger you into one. You might kill his or hers. Oh, if you can't say amen, say ouch. If you can't say ouch, say who are they talking to? Wahala for uno get prayer. Stand up, shout, meditate. Shout and call your name, Tosi. Say Oluwa Tosi, meditate on the word. Felix, shout your name, say meditate on the word. Timmy Tyre, shout, meditate. Look for two people, say, if it doesn't work in the desert, don't expect it to work in the promised land. And many people are fleeing out of laziness. Engage the word in the desert. God gave them the word in the desert. He said, he suffered them to hunger that they might know that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds where? Out of the mouth of God. Listen, if you don't learn to put the word to use in the desert, when you get to the promised land, you will not be able to engage the word to bring down the walls of Jericho. That's the reason many people are stuck. So I made it easy for you. We wrote out the Bible verses. We posted the Bible verses. But I'm not going to come to your house to come and move your mouth. Listen, in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says the Holy Ghost came upon them. But they spoke as he gave them utterance. The Holy Spirit did not speak for them. He only gave them utterance and they spoke. I'm not going to meditate for you, but I will preach. Now you speak. Oh, somebody didn't respond to that. I said, you speak. I said, you speak. I said, you speak. I said, you speak. It's clear this is why things don't change. I gave an assignment last week. Pay attention to the word. Incline thine ear. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Put them in the midst of your heart. I'm going to repeat the assignments and the instructions this week because your life must change. Your life must change. Look at this. Some people here, you're hopping from opportunity to opportunity. 
The opportunity will not change your life. It is what you bring into it that will amplify it. Wearing a different suit or a different dress can make you feel more confident, but it doesn't increase your IQ. So changing garments doesn't necessarily transform your mind. Meditate, a part of it, so one get practical. For those of you who are on the group or those of you who are at least copy the message, the, the Bible verses out, go look for it right now. Look for it right now. I want to show you how you meditate or things that you do when you're meditating. So one Bible verse, one of the verses I gave you. Psalm 145, under, under mercy. Psalm 145, 8 to 9. It says, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. Can I ask you a question? Is the Lord good to all? Do all believe that God is good to them? Do all enjoy the goodness of God? Do all enjoy the mercies of God? Because the attributes of God don't materialize in your life without this order I'm giving you. A part of it is meditation. Meditation determines your spiritual experience and your natural achievements. Your prosperity does not lie in the hands of the economy video. Your prosperity lies in your engagement of the promises of God. That's why the Bible says you will make your way prosperous. Please stop hanging on and blaming your father or your mother or a prophet in the village. God says he did not include them in this equation of prosperity. He didn't include them. He said it's you are my word. Are you following this now? Some of you all look sober. Are you following this now? So how do you meditate on this? How do you meditate on the word? When you say the Lord is gracious, you have to think about the word gracious. And that's why sometimes you close your eyes and sometimes if you're like me, you walk the room, pace the room. What does it mean to be gracious? Give me those, give me those synonyms. Sometimes in meditation, you look at the dictionary or sometimes you look at the Greek or the Hebrew. What's gracious? You see? Abundant in what? You see, once you don't know the meaning or potential meaning of something, you can't meditate. Someone is like, ah, it's work. Oh yes, it's spiritual work. That's why the Bible says, honor those who labor in word and doctrine. They are worthy of double honor. Really understanding the word and grasping it and then communicating his work. But that's the work. The Bible says you labor to enter into the rest of God. Why? Because if you don't labor in meditation, you will labor in hustle. You will labor in hustle. You will labor in experimentation. You will labor in losing money, in false investments. Because in meditation, you didn't have enough light to tell you that's a Ponzi scheme. That's not a Ponzi scheme, but this guy is careless. This guy is not careless, but the economy is going to affect his investment. Do you see people lose money for different reasons? It's not always a scam. But in meditation, the Lord will expose to you. And sometimes you just say no, you won't know why. But because you meditated, you were able to tune into the frequency of the Spirit of God to hear what God was saying in the now. Some of us are running on three years ago meditation and that's the only revelation you still have about marriage you are stuck in 2018 when God says behold I do a new thing somebody shall meditate so let's meditate practically what does it mean to be gracious because once you don't know what it means this scripture has no meaning in your life
You can read it 500 times, but it does not shift anything for you. This is the reason people go to conference, conference after conference, message after message, no change. Why? Because they don't understand. That's why when Philip joined himself to the chariot, remember in Acts chapter 8, the word says, Acts chapter 9, he says, uh, he, uh, God said, join yourself to the chariot and ask, do you understand what you are reading? Ask your neighbor, say, do you understand? This month is built up. So what does it mean to be gracious? Abundance in mercy. Uh-huh. Compassionate. What does it mean to be compassionate? Break it down, break it down. Feel the feelings of others. Once you get to the point of your everyday language, meditation has started. What does that mean? When you're reading and say, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion. And you meditate and say, God feels me. So if you're feeling angry at that time, that moment, there's illumination in your spirit that God understands this. Not as a deity sat millions of kilo, kilo light years away, but he understands what I'm going through. Until you get to this point, every prayer you pray will be reactionary and regimented. Will be religious. Are you getting this now? You just be praying. I control my emotions. As you don't, you won't control it. You are reacting emotionally to emotions. Because you lack understanding that your emotions are not bad, but there is a higher law to redirect them. That comes through meditation. And meditation calms you down. You sit down. You stay there. Because many people are pacing and prophesying what they don't even understand. I'm enlarged. I'm, but there's no picture in your mind. So you're saying, God, so I feel angry now. God, you get this? You get this? You muse on this? God, sometimes I feel tense. As you're thinking about that, say, God, I thank you because you're full of compassion. Let me tell you what happened when I was meditating on this and praying my wife in the course of the week. When we got to the point of full of compassion, you know what I said? I said, God, that means that if I press into you or peek into you, what am I going to come in contact with? God, you're full of mercy. So when I touch every part of you, what comes out of you? If I can engage you, what comes out of you? Does it make your prayers more meaningful or not? Then you muse on mercy. What does mercy mean? What's mercy? To overlook a fault. To withdraw judgment. So as you met, you say, God, I miss it in many ways. Some of the ways I know, and some of the ways I don't even know. But you are a merciful God because you are full of mercy. Even though I looked at that person lustfully on the bus. Yeah, I looked at her lustfully. Her dress was not well positioned. And her, her things, her assets were here, there, and everywhere. God, I looked at her, and I know you saw that. But Father, you are a good, you are a good God. You are full of mercy. So I thank you that as I turn away and repent from my failures as a man, as a frail human being, your mercy is prevailing. Every kind of judgment is averted. What the enemy wanted to do against me, your mercy has already overruled. I thank you because I'm not a slave to sin. I'm not a slave to the things I used to do. But God, you are my judge and you have discharged me and acquitted me. You have thrown the case of accusation against me. You are 
Do you know that it's almost impossible to meditate and not end up praying? That's the divine order. You are supposed to read the word, meditate, and then have feel for prayer. But many of us, we run into prayer and we run empty because there is no fuel to sustain the fire. When you start praying and every two minutes you are checking time. Look at somebody say, I think it's talking about you right now. Some of you cannot even say anything. Look at somebody eyeball to eyeball. Say the way I'm looking at you, it's like, it's like, it's like it's talking about you right now. Look at someone to get a picture for it. Let's take another scripture in healing. Is this making sense to somebody? Can I ask you a question? Does food work? Can food work for you? Can good food work for your health? Can food be medicinal? Do you have to eat food? Do you have to eat it at regular times? Do you have to eat well? Does eating food take time? So why are you thinking eating spiritual food will not take your time? Many of us, we are so used to Lagos life. We eat fast food. You buy gala on the go. That's the way you do your spiritual diet. In the morning, you quickly take a plantain, the plantain chips from the book of Philippians. You nipple on that. Launch the gala from the Galatians. Just something light. Something light. And then at night when it's getting fishy, you go for the efficiency. The fish roll of Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him is able to do. But you... <laughs> Titus. Sardine of Titus. <laughs> the Philomion of Philemon. Give me more. The what? The what? The final. <laughs> you look to the word. But that's what many of us do. We buy things on the go. A quick look at the book of Luke. Let me quickly mark, mark. <laughs> Even though your name is Esther, you don't read your book. Do, do you understand? You're saying singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. But apart from Psalm 23, no other psalm is in your head, brain. Look at somebody say, we need to do better. Look at somebody say, this is your table. This is your table. Why would people be in the gathering of the believers and still complain like every other person because they are not operating the system of transformation that God has put in place. My business is not growing. How many business scriptures or, or scriptures of prosperity and increase do you have pasted or pinned to your wall? Do you speak? I'll talk about speaking shortly. Do you speak to things? Do you speak to your staff? Do you speak to your computer, your software, your tables? Do you speak to your designs? 
So healing. Are, are you following this now? Somebody shall meditate. Somebody shall meditate. So you go to the healing scriptures. See, you can meditate on one verse for 5, 10, 15 minutes. In fact, you can have just that verse just guiding your thoughts throughout the day. For many of us, our hearts are officially empty. Therefore, the enemy finds our hearts as bank accounts where he can deposit the coins of confusion. Because he finds something empty, he wants to feel it. David said, your word have I done what? Hidden where? In my heart. Why? So I don't sin against you. So the word of God provides antibodies against the temptation of the enemy. Are you seeing this now? So you go to the healing section and you say, God, your word says in Isaiah 53 verse 5, that you were wounded for my transgression. You were bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement for, your, for my peace was upon you. And by your stripes, I was healed. How do you meditate on that? You don't go hour, hour, hour. In meditation, you go personal. My, you are the God that heals me. Are you understanding this now? So you say you are wounded. What does it mean to be wounded? You took the fall. You were hurt. You bleeded. God, you already bled. So this is my monthly period. God, this is a it's monthly period, not quarterly fountain. Do you understand? You use those pictures to make your case. You just say, I'm tired of blood. I'm tired. You will speak. Jesus already shed the blood. Therefore, every irregular flow, I command you to stop. Are you wait? Are you understanding that? God, you were wounded. So this wound that I have now that is not healing, I've put GV, I've put powder, I've put mentholated spirit, I've, but it's not healing because Jesus was wounded for my transgressions and bruise. I have no business carrying this. I am one with Christ. I am joined to him. The chastisement for my peace was laid upon you. Therefore, you were already punished so that I can have peace. Then you see them flogging Jesus and say, why am I still awake? I can't sleep. This is double payment. This is once your mind starts agreeing with your spirit like this, you will start seeing changes. But as long as you're waiting for a magic wand to always come from the outside, you may have some relief externally, but you don't grow internally. And then you become a miracle service addict and a special prophecy hunter not realizing that those miracle services are powerful, they are important, they are necessary, but they are oftentimes divine interventions or indications of faith boosters. That what God really wants to do when there's an issue in your life is not just for you to receive the miracle, but for you to align with the methods that create miracles. Is somebody responding today? Is somebody responding today? I want to marry. I want to marry. I must marry. Even though my name is not Mary, but I must marry. So somebody can carry. Maybe my husband's name is Barry or Harry. You are rhyming. Circumstances don't shift based on rhymes. They shift based on...
based on faith-filled actions and declarations premised on the meditation on the revelation of what God has said. So what do you do? Healing scriptures. Write them down. Marriage scriptures. Write them down. Meditate on them. For somebody, this is the missing link. I don't know who I'm talking to. But in 30 days, in 30 days, you're going to be looking at, by February 17, you're going to look at your life and say, I can see remarkable shifts. Why? Because the miracles that are coming into your life, they won't just happen for you. They will happen with you. Even that amen does not sound like it's agreeing. That amen sounds lazy, contrived, tired, weak, insipid. I said the miracles coming into your life will not just happen for you. They will happen with you. In fact, you didn't say anything. I said the miracles coming into your life, they will not just happen for you. They will happen with you. So God, you were wounded. That's how you apply it. You go to finances and provision. Psalm 112, 2 to 3. His descendants will be mighty on earth. So you think about what does, what does it mean to be mighty on earth? Do you know that believers, some believers, have very small minds? How many of you know? What's descendants? Something that is coming out of me. Whereas many believers are thinking of them receiving what will come out of other people. They have no picture of productivity. He says, his descendants, his seed, his offspring, will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Verse 3 says, wealth and riches will be where? In his house. And will he become unrighteousness because it's, will he become unrighteous because he's rich? Will he retain his righteousness even though he's rich? Somebody say that to me. Don't let people who don't have this revelation talk you out of it. Every man functions within the perimeters of his own understanding. The fact that you like a bungalow does not mean God does not have a skyscraper for me. So there's the doctrine of you can only be righteous but not rich. There's a doctrine of you can be rich but not righteous. But the Bible says that for those who understand it, what will happen? Read that. Read it louder like you believe it. Who is he talking about? Why? Because you are the righteousness of the Lord in. So how do you meditate on this? Stop thinking that your money is in Dangote's refinery. Where are your wealth and riches? Where? So as you're meditating, say, wealth and riches shall be in my house. Father, you cannot lie. Show me the wealth I already have. Reveal to me the riches I already have. All these manipulating people, let my uncle die, let my auntie faint, so they can give me the house in Banana Island. You're thinking about Banana Island, but God has a plantain plantation for you. You will not know how vast your inheritance in Christ is until you meditate. You will not know. Let me show you an example. How many of you have taken a capsule before? Any kind of supplement, vitamins, anything, or dr drugs, antibiotics, whatever that is in a capsule form. 
You know, if you take that capsule, that red and black or white and blue or all those fancy colors, you take that, you swallow it on the inside. What happens? It opens up, right? And the powder inside, it travels all through where? The entire body. Are you getting that now? Your heart is the womb of your spirit, but it's also the stomach of your spirit. When you get the capsule of the word of God, and it goes into your heart, when you allow your heart, which is the distribution center, to distribute the powder of power in the capsule of revelation, it travels through every part of your being, and it conditions. How does a little pill bring the temperature of your whole body down? When your temperature is too hot in the spirit, take a capsule of revelation recalibrate the temperature of your life with a capsule of revelation oh somebody's not hearing what I'm saying a little seed he said that's the kingdom of God it's a little seed and I love what Eunice said and she mentioned quite a number of things she said I went back to my notes I think Timmy died in the first service for the testimony let me tell you something if you want to see more testimonies in your life I promise you this Take God's word more seriously. Approach it like a child or like a fool. In other words, lay aside your own logic. Go through this process. If God's word fails, then it's not his word you heard. See the, tr the thread in the testimony. They are musing. They are repeating a, a line from the message. They are insisting. They are going back to their notes. That's how it works. Jesus found himself in the word. Jesus didn't just say, ah, Shabit, I'm the one everybody has been prophesying about. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4, he went to the scroll, went to the temple as custom was, took the scroll and he found the place where Isaiah the prophet wrote, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. So even the living word came and it made reference to the written word. So some of you are saying, I'm worded, I'm worded, but you're not observing the written word. When the living word read the written word, you that you are not yet the word, you're saying you're worded, but you're not reading. Look at somebody say, collect your soul. Mission to the word of God. Complete it. Collect your soul. Mission to the word of God. Wealth and riches shall be in whose house? Wealth and riches shall be in whose house? Wealth and riches shall be in whose house? What's your picture of wealth? You are stuck on one need when God wants to meditate on wealth and riches. On his promise of wealth and riches. But you are stuck on one need. And you are staking God's godness on whether he meets that need or not. So meditate on the word. Roll it over in your mind. Chew on it. Let me show you a scripture that will help you. Deuteronomy chapter 6, 6 to 9. This will bless all of us now. Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 9. And we're going to read it together. Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 9. Can we read this together? In fact, you read it loud and clear. shall be in your heart those words uh -huh. you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house when you walk by the way when you lie down and when you rise up next verse you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your 
eyes. Verse 9. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your... Historically, the Jews are some of the wealthiest people in any country they're going to till today. How many of you know that Mark Zuckerberg is, he has Jewish roots. Most of the big people, whether they believe in Christ or not, a lot of the wealth on the New York Stock Exchange belongs to Jews. And they are practices. My wife has been busy working with children's church, teaching their class. We honor you, LT, and we celebrate LT. And we honor and celebrate all of our parents because we have children's church online as well. We love you guys. Celebrate you. Stop having children. They concentrate online, but they are blessed. Amen. The Jews, they don't treat the word of God like Gentiles treat the Bible. They do this thing. So what's he saying? He says you shall teach your children. So you shall talk of them when you do what? Sit where? There's a generation that wants to preach outside of the house. But they don't talk the word when they sit in the house. Look at your neighbor and say, collect. What are they collecting? Mission to the word. I really want us to get practical. So when you sit at home, what should you do? Talk of the word. When you walk, by the way, where do you walk to on a typical week? Where do you walk to? Shout it. Pardon? To the office. Market. So what should you be doing when you're walking to the office? Complain about Lasma? Cursing, Buari? Is that what you're supposed to be doing? Analyzing Insta blog? What should you be doing according to God's recommendation? What should you be doing? Talk the word. Somebody say keep talking the word. Somebody say keep talking the word. It says when you lie down, talk the word. When you rise up, then it said bind them as a sign around your hand. So if you get a bracelet, or you get a wristwatch or something, put the word there. Your screensaver, let it become a lifesaver. Put enlargement there. Put Isaiah 54 verse 3. Why is God saying this? When was God saying this? He was saying this in a generation that didn't have one-tenth of the distraction that we now have. But he's saying even though you don't have DSTV, you don't have internet, you don't have messenger, you don't have story story, do you know you have about 20 touch points with society? Do you know right now? On Instagram alone, people can assault you, insult you, manipulate you in at least five channels. There's reels where they don't keep it real. IGTV that may want you to have some GV. There's feed that may feed you junk. There's story that may end up in story, story. And what else do you have? DMs. So on Instagram alone, five channels of distraction. But your singing channels of my spirit open up. Yet, it's the channels of destruction that are creating gunk. And I'm telling you guys the truth. Now, they didn't have Instagram, but God is saying still put the word everywhere. Put the word everywhere. 
Put the word everywhere. So if the doctor says, oh, we saw something in your blood, you say, thank you, sir. You have done your job. Let me go and do mine. Are you getting this now? Otherwise, you'll be a happy, clappy Christian who's dancing away their 20s, analyzing away their 30s, complaining bitterly in their 40s, and then teaching people against God in their 50s because they say God doesn't work. Look at somebody say, God forbid. Say, that's not me. Stand up if you're going to meditate and shout, I will meditate. Throw up your hands in the air and shout, I will meditate. Now stretch a little bit as we get to the final stretch. Stretch a little bit. Some of y'all need to stretch a little bit. Stretch a little bit. Exercise. Exercise. Where's Saga? Saga is not here this morning. Where's, where's Jerry Drums is not here. Uh, somebody shout meditate. I want to shout so loud that this week, my as you're going down the road, you will hear my voice saying, why you complain about last month? Meditate. Anything I, I say right now, just respond, meditate. Are you ready? Stop complaining about last month. Stop complaining about your ex. Stop complaining about big brother. Stop analyzing your bank account. Stop hanging around like a failure. Stop walking around like a victim. Stop envying your neighbor's backside. Stop wishing your memory glands were bigger. Stop asking where will my husband find me. Even if you're wearing dreads and you feel like you're locked. Even if you're standing on the rock. Even if nobody knows your name. Shout meditate. Give God a shout of praise. Please be seated. Meditate. What is the difference? Who has a tea bag? Anybody with a tea bag? Ladies usually have those things, tea bags and stuff. Or anybody has like vitamin C or something? You have vitamin C, beautiful. Ah, people are stocking up against COVID-19. COVID it's okay, please. Use your vitamins and supplements and all those things. And eat veggies and, and all of that. Now, please bring the vitamin C. Thank you very much. Thank you. For, can I have some sanitizer so I don't contaminate the whole park? Now, I want to quickly show you what meditation is like. Can I have a protocol person come help me take off this label, this wrapper? Somebody shall meditate. Meditation is my medication. Say meditation is my medication. Say meditation is the art of spiritual digestion. Say my heart is the stomach of my spirit. With my heart, I digest the word of God. And with my heart, I distribute the revelation into every part of my life. Thank you very much. This is your life. Look at someone and say, see your life. This is your life. Say, now my life be that too. You're saved. Your new nature, pure water. Right? God has many things. The Bible says we're persuaded concerning many things that. Help me hold this. Let me have that. Because I really want to. I want, I want us to be able to use our. The vitamins after me. Come. So. The 
vitamins, he says, we're persuaded of better things concerning salvation. He said, things that, sorry, better things concerning you, things that accompany salvation. So you are saved, but there are things that accompany salvation. There are things that God has provided. God has encased those things in what it calls the inheritance in Christ Jesus. Now the inheritance is is dispensed through words like the will of a wealthy man or a rich man with assets is communicated through the words of an attorney or a lawyer right the will of god is dispensed in your life through the word of god so for the purpose of this example the word of god is this vitamin c vitamin c now you have this i was hoping i'll find the really who has the bright orange red ones Anybody with those very bright orange, red ones? So what you do, you put the vitamin inside. Yeah. Thank you. What did I say? Increase the concentration how many of you play that game concentration concentration concert concert that's the rest version <laughs> so this is ingestion the word of God is on the inside of you it's on the inside of you but we can't see the difference so what you gotta do you engage it. You engage the word. You're agitated by declaring it, by meditating on it, by speaking it. When you wake up in the morning, when you sleep at night, when you're hanging around with your friends, initially it may look unnatural, it may look like it's a lot of work, but somebody say, keep shaking it. Keep declaring it. Keep, keep speaking it. Keep proclaiming it. Keep proclaiming it. I need more vitamins. Who's got more vitamins? Who's got more? Y'all don't have more? Who's got die? You keep agitating it until the atmosphere of your life begins to take the shape of the word of God. Initially, you cannot tell the difference. But after a while, it looked like this used to be water, but there is a change. This used to be Victor, but there is a lot more patience now. This, this used to be Victoria, but she's walking in the supernatural more than ever before. This used to be Tammy Talkback, but goodness, she's driving her car now. What happened? Uh, this used to be Joshua, but guess what? Joshua just gave a million naira to charity. My God, something has shifted. Something has shifted. Before, if I looked through this bottle of water, I could see something on the other side. But now, when I look at the bottle of water, I can't see any other thing but the transformation on the inside of it because a shift has happened. The color has changed. The internal environment has changed. And when it is, I drink of this. I no longer taste what was there before. I taste the newness of it. When God allows you to enter into this revelation, let me tell you what's going to happen. Your water is going to become wine. That means the things that were boring and bland are given 
way for a supernatural experience and the concentration of your life is changing what people will see in your life is changing the experience who am I talking to the experiences they will have is changing is anybody noticing that even as I'm speaking now there is still a change going on in this vessel if we had more vitamins if we had more peels and put them inside the more you put on the inside of this the more is going to change the circumstance will not change by itself you must put the word of God in it you must declare the word of God over it you must proclaim the word who am I speaking to some of y'all still sitting down help me look for three people and tell them pick put the word in it I I don't know if the camera can pick it up and I'm not sure you can see it but the color is changing I prophesy over your life the color of your life will change oh that amen does not sound convincing I said the color of your life is changing number five number four I won't stay long on this because I already touched on it number four someone said Peter you can see the color has changed can you see the color has changed can you see do you know what's happening the vitamin C is becoming a part of the water when you allow the word of God dwell in you your life becomes the address for revelation for something to dwell in means the thing lives in you when I ask you what's your dwelling what do you give me your address or not do you give me your address or not? Your life will become an address for people to encounter the deep experiences of God. The color is changing. The word becomes one with you. So if I open this and drink it, guess what? I'll taste the word. Number four, pray the word. I'm not going to be long on this, but I'll tell you what. Many of us don't pray the revelation, we pray our situation. And one of the reasons it seems like some of our prayers may not be getting answered is that you are not praying as Jesus taught us to pray. You are praying your own. James says, you have not because you ask not. In another place it says, you ask, you have not because you ask amiss to consume upon your own loss. In other words, your prayers are filled with me, 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 me. How? Meow, meow. So you end up with a catastrophe. Vic, Vic, it's good to have you back. Me, me, me. And angels are like, how, how, how? Meow, meow, meow. Cats. Catastrophe. But God wants to be a catalyst. That if, even though you might belong to the lion family, you are feline. Sorry, to the cat family. You are not just feline. You are a lion of the tribe of Judah. They are cats and they are cats. Are you hearing that? 
The tiger, they say, is a cat. The cougar, they say, is a cat. The uh, leopard, they say, is a cat. The lion is a cat. You are leaping out of that catastrophe. You are going to get a trophy that is not connected to Qatar. Please, let's learn to pray the word. You know, there's many times when we lead prayers in public, public, except we're doing a prayer chain thing, even when we're doing a prayer chain, we refer to the word. I want to assure you of something. Your words are powerful, but they can never be more powerful than the word of God. So why do you spend 45 minutes praying your word and five minutes praying his? Why not take his word back to him and say, God, you are the person that said. Are you following this now? Pray the word of God. Matthew 6 says, when you pray, say, our Father words in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. 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 So two or three major things in praying the word. Number one, I already mentioned it, find scriptures and declare it back. Number two, pray in the spirits. And one of the ways to pray in the spirit, listen. There is a slight difference between praying in the spirit and praying in the Holy Ghost or praying in other tongues. Every effective prayer must be prayer in the spirit. Which means even if you're praying in English, you are praying in English where? In the spirit. How do you pray in the spirit? John 6, 63. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So when you're praying emotionally, you are not necessarily effective. The fact that it's therapeutic does not mean it's transformational. So emergency prayer might help. In our text, the Bible says they cried out, out of fear. When Peter began to sing, he cried out and said, Lord, save me. So it was a cry recognizing Jesus, right? He directed it to Jesus. He cried out and said, Lord, save me. And guess what happened? Jesus stretched out his hand. The first cry, when they cry, it was a ghost. Did Jesus stretch out his hand? Did he stretch out his hands? So the cry of fear does not release divine involvement. Oh God. The cry of recognition. Because Peter cried another time. But this time he didn't say ghost God. Or disappointing God. He said Lord save me. That cry got God's attention. So one of the things you do. When you want to pray. Start with tongues or thanksgiving. One of those two things. Thanksgiving to focus your attention on the attributes, the weight, the faithfulness of God. Or tongues to stir up your spirit. Are you understanding this now? If there, is there anybody here who's not baptized with the evidence of speaking in tongues? Is anybody like that here? If there's anybody like that here, I want you to see GB. GB is standing in front. That's you. GB or Fidel. Fidel, can you raise your hand? GB, wave. See one of those two men after service. Lamine, do you want to join them as well? Raise your hand. Yeah. Some of you might prefer talking to a woman. Even if you're a man, but ha, they'll say this macho man, you know if you speak in dogs. It's not by muscles. Right? So see one of the three of them. Raise your hands, people. They'll pray with you. Praying in tongues will change your life. It's like a secret code that demons cannot wiretap. Shetuskilandovasopa Demons are deaf to tongues. They can't interpret. They can't decode it. They'll just see your mouth moving. They don't know what you're saying. For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks what? 
mysteries unto God and he edifies himself and you can go the next five or ten minutes and one of the major ways in which you know you have a breakthrough in the spirit is that your tongue is going to change either in the lexicon the vocabulary the intensity the pace or the speed until you there's a switch you are not yet immersing yourself and you don't have a breakthrough in the spirit you are just doing general edification which is already okay but when you want to deal with a matter for some of you your spirit rises early for some of you your spirit takes time who knows what I'm saying for some of you within five minutes two seconds everywhere but some other people you need to just press in engage your spiritual arsenals stop admiring the sword of the spirit use it the sword of the spirit is not for knighthood you know knighthood who has a long cane or bankere or something? Give me something that is like a sword. You know knighthood? Long thing, stick. Oh, these sticks with the sticks. And I hope that this will stick. Some of y'all didn't get it, get it next year. See, when they want to make people knights, K-N-I-G-H-T. They now say, we now, on behalf of, I don't know, whatever government or church of whatever it is, they put this, this sword <laughs> on your shoulder and say, you are now a knight. But there is, <laughs> let me leave that. See, it's not about whether they put a sword on your shoulder to make you a knight. It's whether you can draw your sword to fight in the night. The sword of the spirit is not to be put in the museum of your mind. It's to be drawn in the battlefield of your life. So you pray the word. Somebody say pray the word. Gotta close. Pray the word. Pray in tongues. Pray in the spirit. When you pray in tongues to a point, after a while, guess what's going to happen? God will give you English to pray. And sometimes the English expressions that come out of the tongues will be instructions. Who knows what I'm talking about? They will not even be prayers anymore. In fact, some of you, you might actually say, talk to Bade. You will think you're being distracted. But that was the answer to the prayer. Right. This is our own technology. We are not complainers. This is our own technology. Learn how to use your own weapons. You are busy, envious of people that are showing their bomb bomb. That's their weapon of war and mass destruction. And man's destruction. An eagle that wants to compete with the dolphin has forgotten who it is. You're seated in heavenly places and you're still trying to drag seats with canal people. So what you do, instructions, it's important for you to have a, a note on your device or a physical note where you write what God is saying to you. That lets all the spirits in heaven and on earth know that you take God's word seriously. Contracts require your signature. Until you've signed with your new nature on the contract of God's promises, you are not ready for its activation. You are just an admirer of God's word. I, I love God. God is a good God. And when you say God is a good God, you're saying like you're saying, you know, Mr. Ahmed is a good man. He's a good designer. 
God does not need your compliments. He needs your alignment. So, number four, pray the word. Number five, speak the word. We've spoken about that. Mark 11, 20 to 24. For as surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be there removed without cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have what he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that, see, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Somebody say, I will have them. Let me just say under on, on this number five of speaking the word, practice it. In the Bible, we see that mountains have ears. Do you know that Disney understand some aspects of the supernatural realm more than many believers? So when you watch a Disney cartoon, do fish talk or not? Do fish talk or not? Do trees talk or not? Mice, do they talk? Do you know in the spirit, those things have ears? How did quail come in their myriads to feed millions of people? How did fish respond to Peter? How did the tree dry up? Can I propose to you that some of you, your pillows and your beds, they have cassette player. Somebody say cassette player. Of tracks of complaining. So the moment you rest your head on your pillow, your pillow is singing, she has come again. She has come again. Complaining, it has come again. Crying, they don't come again. <laughs> they can rehearse the track one. What a bad day. An annoying day. A crazy day. Track two. Nigeria is hard, 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 hard. Track three. The pillow is saying it. Why are things not working? So you dump all those things on your pillows and your beds. You've given your pillows things to give you back. So it's like, it's not possible. Well, if you like, think it's not possible. Jesus spoke to a tree and the tree dried up. And you think it's not possible. God spoke to a donkey and the donkey spoke. God spoke to a whale. The Bible says God prepared the whale. Do you know what it means? The whale went into training how to swallow prophets. And you think things don't listen? How many of you remember what this place looked like before we moved? How many of you know? How many of you followed me here? You did, you did. At random times to come and speak to this place. Raise your hand. How many of you know we spoke the aces into this place? We spoke the lights into this place. We spoke the stage into this place. How many of you know that we spoke money that we did not have at the time into this place? Why do you think it only works for a corporate ministry? Why do you think so? I dare you to walk into your home office and say, I speak a new Mac computer. Ah, uh, yeah, but I speak a new laptop. I speak a new iPad. I speak a new software. I speak new clients. Are you understanding this? This is no joke. How did everything come into being? God spoke. And you're waiting for money. Somebody says, speak. Somebody shall speak. Somebody shall speak. What are you speaking into being? You have spoken complaining. You have spoken 
crying you have spoken tears now it's time to speak the word of God God I thank you for the new job you're bringing my way you speak out of thanksgiving God I thank you for the open doors you have created God I thank you that even though I'm currently earning 70,000 naira I dare to believe for 10 times more my prophet has spoken by divine inspiration is my year of enlargement Lord I thank you for 700,000 is a possibility it is not only a possibility it is my reality your words is I will have what I say God I thank you because the days are coming where my current income is my 10% Lord I thank you because I have the spirit of bonus and confidence my husband he is alive with your will he locates me he finds me he discovers me he notices me he does not just see me as a friend as a business partner clear out the spiritual cataract that might be blocking his vision God I thank you because this week I will save souls I will bring men speak speak the word some of you are still waiting for more ginger and if you are not speaking already I wonder how you're gonna speak by yourself when that boil is trying to lie to you that it's more than a boil when the sensation around your wrist are trying to lie to you that you're about to lose your ability to write when your heart palpitation is lying to you that the same cardiac condition your mother had is the one that will kill you. speak back speak back You commune with God. You rebuke the devil and you instruct your situation. Speak the word. Speak the word. And number seven for those who are taking notes is that you share the word. But let's just end with speaking the word. Speak the word over your life. Speak the word. I've taken out time to teach on meditation. Musing, create a quiet space. And then you declare. Speak. To Nigeria. There is good for me in this land. Don't use your mouth to cancel it. You must engage the world in the desert before you engage in the promised land. Don't expect Canada to do for you what the word was designed to do for you. Or Germany or Spain or Switzerland. Engage the word here. And if God sends you there or leads you there, engage the word. Otherwise, you will only have what the system can give you, not what the word can give you. The word can give you what the word can give you anywhere you are. Because the word is universally powerful and relevant. the word flood your car with thanksgiving and prophecy flood your home with thanksgiving and prophecy flood your room with thanksgiving and prophecy flood your marriage your business thanksgiving and prophecy flood flood rosabate sakavatish and I know that many of us will pray in tongues, that's great. But speak 
in your understanding as well. Now raise your voice to heaven with victory. Raise your voice to heaven. Thank him for every revelation you have received. Thank him for meditation that is your medication. Thank him. Don't forget that last week I taught that God's word is your real word. This week meditation is your medication. So when you're in the word of the word, you take the medication of meditation in that word. And your admission into that word will add to your mission. It will add value, add strength. Kings, I tell you, if we hold on to this thing for one week, for two weeks, for three weeks, we'll start seeing dangerous testimonies. Some of you will see things in your body that you're not even praying for. Things will melt from your body, gifts will be delivered to you, you're not even expecting they will look like coincidences. You will enter into rest. The rest is that you labor in the word and you labor in prayer. Then the rest will happen for you. The rest of those things will be added. The, that's the rest. When you seek the kingdom, when you labor to understand the kingdom technologies, then the rest will be added. Rest on two levels. The rest of those things, but also peace of mind. The rest of God. Some of you wonder, how come people like Bishop Oedekbo who share testimonies and say somebody came from Arabia or from UAE and gave the ministry $5 million? How? Doesn't make sense. They have labored in the word and in prayer. Therefore, the things that the word needs for amplification will be pulled. It does not make sense. The Jesus Day equivalent was how can Jesus teach and preach from Peter's boat and from the same boat that Peter had told all night and nothing came a mighty catch of fish why because everything responds to the voice of the creator so if you can raise your life to align with the voice of the creator everything that the creator created will respond to that voice it will come into your life how have we been able to do the things that we do as kings this building cost us a lot of money, many of you know. In eight digits. How? How? By the voice of the word. We're grateful to everybody who gives faithfully and everybody who gives, but if you inspect your giving and multiply, you discover that no, it's not just my giving that is doing this thing. The Lord is sending resources through channels that are beyond me. You will be honest with yourself to say that. And I told you some weeks ago, I'm already seeing land. I'm already seeing acres of land. I'm not looking at a bank account because a bank account doesn't have the money we need. We're just in the precipice of getting a generator. So I'm not looking at the figures. I'm already speaking. And that's why I'm also announcing it to you. Say, Peter, I'm less set. So I'm speaking it. Acres of land for us. Let's do it the kingdom way. Father, we speak for your word. I proclaim that every seed of doubt. Peter was sinking when he looked at the situation. But he cried out. And the Bible says when it began to sink. When he cried out you stretched forth, forth your hand. And you saved him. Father for anyone who might have been sinking into sin. Sinking into self-centeredness. Sinking into habits. 
sinking into faithlessness sinking in hopelessness father stretch forth your hand in this moment and pull them up in the name of jesus pull them up in the name of jesus pull them higher in the name of jesus I pray for everyone here who may have been disconnected from a daily devotion, their daily time in the word. Fresh fire comes upon you. Fresh grace comes upon you. Fresh light comes upon you. Fresh inspiration comes upon you. In the name of Jesus. From today you will hear the word. You will read the word. You will meditate on the word. You will do the word. You will pray the word. You will speak the word. You will share the word. And the word will bring amazing testimonies. Father, we are ready now for crazy testimonies. Outlandish testimonies. My, bro my bone grew to the right length kind of testimony. Lungs were repaired kind of testimonies growths dissolve kind of testimonies somebody give me a house kind of testimonies three cars were delivered to me in one day kind of testimonies 300 souls were saved at one outreach kind of, of testimonies 20 marriages in 21 2021 kind of testimonies people came back from the dead kind of testimonies we're there to believe we are here for all of it all that you have promised and all that you have ordained in Jesus name we have prayed somebody give God praise and glory somebody give God praise and glory if you are blessed today shout Toby I can't see you shouting look for somebody lower leg that person and say you are built up in the word built up in the word please be seated how many of you were blessed today got something today hallelujah generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.